Uh, hello and welcome to Pig Ignorant Gamers number 13. Unlucky for some. Um, with me, Graham. Uh, me, Dave. Uh, me, Mark Foster. Oh, put your surname on there. That's what I we always do. I deliberately right? left Excuse it me. off. <laughs> See, follow suit. Oh, oh, I mean, that was a default thing for me to say. Yeah. Yeah. Number 13, unlucky for some, particularly for, for Dave, who managed to detonate a can of Dr. Pepper in his kitchen today, didn't you? All over me. All over it, you. It was dripping off my face. Hit the ceiling as well? Yes, it hit the ceiling as well. Yes. And I understand you were drying some clothes in there, which also got splattered. Yes, which now have to be rewashed. So, yeah, that's the missus's job, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Um, right, so, I mean, I guess we're going to talk about E3 a bit, because that, that happened. Um, and I would say, but, but um, one of our, our reporters was actually there. Which, because uh, we're a legitimate press outlet, we, we <laughs> I was sent. Gonna say, are we reporters? <laughs> yeah, we sent. We sent Mark there under the guise of being a, uh, a talented developer. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Th- I didn't see anything other than my own game. <laughs> so, no, but, but here's the thing: you can tell us about the E3 experience, right? No, I can't because I, was, I didn't go in the building. Well, you can tell us about your E3 experience, right? I, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we, that's that. That that's like quite. I'm sure my experience is better than the people who are inside the building, though. Exactly. Did you ever, you went inside the building occasionally though, right? No, nope. didn't go in once. I was too busy, and also I didn't have a pass. Okay, I thought I thought at some point you'd get a chance to go in there. Uh, I could have borrowed someone's pass and gone in. Right, that's technically not allowed. Did Did Fen get to go in, David Fen? Uh, no, he didn't. No, no, we were, we, we, had, we had a busy few days doing. That must have been horrendous. Uh, you no, really wanted to be right fine. near there and not being able to go in. No, we were just we were like enjoying the rest of it anyway. It was good. Well, like I think they, him and Andy watched uh, the streams and stuff as they were ha- like in the mornings uh, before we went in, so it was fine. Okay, so obviously you were there with uh, Titan Souls. That's correct. Okay, in the Devolver Village, yeah, as it was called, the trailer park. Trailer next, park next to Hooters, which is exactly where you belong. Yeah, I noticed there was a Hooters. Now, did you go in there at all? Uh, I didn't, but the, a few people went in there on the first night before the barbecue was set up. Right, because I hear they do good chicken wings. That's sure. it. <laughs> no, it's true. Apparently, they do uh, pretty good chicken wings at Hooters. Um, obviously, they also set gender politics back fifty years, which is a bad thing. But the chicken wings apparently quite nice. That's what my, my friend James says. So you could have got could have got those. Um, so it was basically a load of airstream trailers, wasn't it? That you were in. Yeah, a load of big silver like tin cans. Nine nine trailers just in a big square in this car park they rented out. It was mental, the amount of stuff they had. Did they have nine games, or were some of them sort of support things? I, I think there was, I think there was seven games, and there was like two. Uh, there was, an, there was one trailer was uh, for the indie mega booth, I think, something like that. Right, one of those kind of. Kind Is that of all the people they couldn't be asked flying over? N- no, that's just like they have. They had this one trailer where they rotated through games. I think like a few different uh, indie games to be shown at E3. Right, but I mean, were they games that also had representation there in the form of like you, etc., or was it stuff that wasn't? I'm not really sure. I didn't go in. Uh, I think it maybe it's a couple of meters away. Jeez. Yeah, I was busy though. Oh, not too busy Every, to have your, your tri-tip we, we sandwiches. Had... <laughs> hey? Well, no, I'm going to fucking eat, and they were delicious, so I'm not going to yeah. miss out. Now, on what, so, what type of meat is in a tri-tip sandwich? I think it's pork, isn't it? Pulled pork sort of stuff. I don't even care. It was just delicious. No, I thought tried tip was beef. It might be beef. I don't know. A bit of brisket in there. Meaty. Old hope. If you had a barbecue, there's got to be brisket in there somewhere. You can't have a barbecue and not have brisket. That's crazy. I don't. I don't know. All oh. I know is I had a, a sandwich that had 
the craziest amount of meeting and it was amazing. And you put on half a stone over the yeah, course of about yeah. five days. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. But you know, because what I didn't realise, you spent a total of $30 for your entire holiday. <laughs> I say holiday. Yeah, holiday. Fuck it. Call it what it is. working. Yo, I'm working. What do you mean? Just, just chin wagging with yeah. the, with the, the creepy two from Polygon. I saw that video. Did you watch that? Yeah. I did watch it. It seems odd. It's, whenever you see two brothers in the same sort of business endeavor, you think, well, one of them probably deserves to be there. Are they actually brothers? They weren't brothers. They're really? the same last name. Did they? Yeah. Oh, right. And he said, and he introduced them as my brother. Yeah. I thought he was saying like my, my brother in this. <laughs> con- like, you thought bro- he was being a wigger. <laughs> That's it. my brother. He did, he did say, make a say, joke about that first. Can we say wigger? I think I think it's not uh, well, the worst ju- thing you just, you've said on the podcast. Just did. No, but I edited it out. Okay, I'll bleep it and then I'll, I'll ask someone, and then <laughs> no, because if you bleep it, it'll sound <laughs> like you're saying worse. something else. Oh, that's true. Also, <laughs> okay. Well, it's in there now. Never mind. At least I haven't said those other words I said last time and had to cut out. So, um, and it was so. So, how was E3? Did you enjoy it? Was it good? Yeah, it was awesome. E3 was pretty great. Like my experience of it, which was probably not like anything most people experience of it, because like all the journalists who were walking around in this big sweaty, loud conference hall all day mm. would come to like the trailers for a bit and be like, "Oh, this is really nice." We just sat there, air conditioned, give them a give them a, like some barbecue and a beer, mm. and just like sit, oh, so, sit them down, let them play the game. So utterly long. complicit in the whole uh, greasing the wheels of publicity. Then, well, I, I don't. Well, I don't know. I suppose. But I'm sure people were giving away free stuff in E3 anyway. That, oh, see, it's not like we were like bribing people. We were just... No, I see, but that I mean, see, now that sounds nice if they were giving away stuff in E3 because it used to be that ECTS in London at Earl's Court used to be great because you'd go around and you get loads of free shit. Yeah, and then I it went. I think crap they and start they to crack down on it because journalists aren't supposed to accept bribes or whatever because it's well, obviously it's. I don't think anyone's actually meant to accept bribes. I don't think anyone <laughs> has it in their job description. I, it's I, not like bribe, bribe master general. Bribe I thought games yeah. journalists were only allowed to um, drink Mountain Dew and eat Doritos. Doritos yes. Now here's the thing: they, they that's can ex- why they all look so healthy. They can ex- <laughs> they can accept bribes, but they have to declare it in the uh, the review. I think that's yeah. is a, uh, in exchange for this review I received. I think a lot of the reviews did mention the fact they were sat like eating barbecue and chilling in an airstream trailer because it was it's a weird thing. That's mm. that's a noteworthy story in yeah. itself. It seems like they've been very clever in that they've they've not had to pay for floor space at E3. That is insane, though. Like, the, if you think about it, like, the little village they made, hmm. and it was a village, and there was quite a lot of people hanging around there and stuff, was cheaper than going into E3. And I heard someone throw around a figure, yeah. and to get all of our games into E3 would have cost $250,000. Fuck! So it's insane. You have to you have to pay for everything there. Really, like everything is a fi- like electricity, obviously that kind of thing. All you all the hardware and shit. Apparently, carpet you have to pay for, <laughs> like per square foot or something. That it just like everything is just tied down to a number. You have to pay. It's crazy. Because the way that you remember it, like about five years ago, E three, they said, "Oh, we're scaling it back." You know, it was like the austerity measures for the. The entertainment companies and stuff. It was like you know, it'd be a little bit. There's just some people will be, you know, they'll talk about their games in a tiny little hall. There'll be none of the flash and dazzle. And then you know, a couple of years later, straight back to being this big overblown thing that sucks mm. up money. Yeah. And like, like we learned nothing from that. So, but apart from, apart from Devolver, obviously, who you know have been very sensible, very shrewd. I mean, Devolver seemed like a shrewd company. Yeah, they're good they're in terms clever. of you know what they sign and 
help present themselves. Pretty great. It was kind of just like the like a, it is like a family rather than like a, a big faceless publisher type thing. Right. I mean, we stayed. They rented out a, a, a Manchester, a, a mansion in Manchester, a mansion in Rochester. They rented out Manchester. I got so many words confused then. Yeah, yeah Rochester Mansion, which is like a hostel thing, which is uh, some dude like owns this big uh, mansion-y bit, and then he has like a few other houses on this little cul-de-sac, and he's slowly trying to take over everything and make it this party cul-de-sac thing. So we, we all stayed there, I think it was about 30, 35 of us, and it was it was pretty fun. Just had a few kegs of beer. And more tequila than I've ever seen in my entire life, Ooh. and and some and some other some medicines were available. Uh, would you care to be a little more specific? Are we talking no. about cough medicine? Maybe it would make you cough. <laughs> really? Is it something to help the nose, for instance? Some kind of nose candy? Um, oh no, there was some of that was knocking about in certain places, but but not at Devolver. Let's make clear. No. Nothing to do with Zavolver. But weed, I imagine, was everywhere. Yeah. yeah it's, it, well, everyone's fucking smoking weed in LA, apparently. We're smoking weed right now. <laughs> that's it. That's how... That's how Hence the quality of this podcast. <laughs> endemic it is. Um, okay, so, uh, you didn't, so you didn't get to go in at all. But, um, I mean, how many sort of, like, pressy things did you do? How, how, did you, oh, was it, it was fun that, it talking was... to journalists and that? Yeah, well, it was, it was great watching people play the game. Because... Hmm. Uh, it was stressful though. Like talking to people is quite draining anyway. Because so I was talking to like different people every half an hour. You get a different like journalist mm. people will come in and watching them play the game. We were all fully on the edge of our seat watching them do it. Wait, did every... you crash or just no, no, no? Just like the tension of watching people play that game is you're just there with them. Like oh shit, are they going to make this kill? Because when when we play it now, we're good at it. Mm. So there's no, it's not a challenge for us really. Um, so when we're watching someone else play it, we're vicariously enjoying the the torture of the game hmm. and watching people do that, say the same ones over and over again, was was uh, taxing just because everyone would be like die loads and then be right on the edge and then get the kill and they'd be really happy and stuff. The my favourite one, there was a bunch of people came in and we had a double book in somehow, and because uh, it was pretty mental. The PR people for Devolver, shout out to them because they were great they just they handled loads of shit where there was everything was getting crossed over and double booked and stuff and it was pretty crazy but we had this one where there was a group of people in we were just chatting with mm. and then a dude from Game Informer came in yeah. and just sat down quietly watching them play and uh, we were like oh shit Game Informer are a big site we need this guy to enjoy himself and then eventually like, one of them just said oh do you want to play and swapped out and basically it was, he was playing and everyone was like cheering when he was getting stuff right and he was getting really stressed out throwing the throwing the controller down like oh shit and then going no more one more go one more go and he beat them all and then he beat the last one and everyone was cheering and clapping stuff and honestly this dude started doing doing like an improvised rap and it was the fucking best thing (laughs) i've ever seen but like he just it was like a solid minute and he just kept going he was just like had the titan souls music in the background he was just rapping over it it was brilliant (laughs) only in america yeah (laughs) it was so good there was it was just great watching people play it. Mm. I think, like, the Yogs cast played it, which is weird. See, now, here's the thing. I, I don't know. Who are the Yogs cast? Oh, yeah, did, now, did you did you get interviewed on the Yogs cast at all? No, no. They just, they played it. Because so, we really need the numbers, I'll be honest. <laughs> We're still getting nothing. <laughs> so, by the way, if anyone is listening and happens to have done this via iTunes, feel free to give us a review, because at the moment there's only one. 
Um, <laughs> from, from from one Graham Goring. No, or... it's not actually because that is sad. That's that's like when you post something on Facebook and you think I like that. Liking your own posts. That's, yeah, that's depressing. That? Yeah. yeah. Can you really? Yeah, but it looks sad and desperate. Surely you like something you post anyway. I know it shouldn't give you the option because the temptation is there for idiots. So um, anyway, uh, uh, how many? I mean, different sort of publicity things. So how many days were you actually? You know, there we for? were showing it for three days in the trailers. Right. So I was would get up at like eight a.m. and travel down and then go back to the mansion at like eight p.m. sort of thing. So it was long hours, but it was fun. Didn't feel like work really. Well, that's because it wasn't work. Um, well, we we did have to say the same things over and over again. But oh, but whenever I do a press junket for TT, um, it's it doesn't it never feels like work. I mean, honestly, I'll claim the hours back as work. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not an idiot, yeah. but it is always you know it's a bit of fun. It's just it's just chatting, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Got some good feedback and good uh, bug reports. Any any major gotchas that you're gonna have to rework or? No, we, it went pretty well. There's a few bugs and stuff that. I've ironed most of them out. There's one that's fucking weird, where the eye cube can get killed by getting shot in the side for some reason. I don't know. It's weird. But, um, got most of them out. But the actual gameplay and the the way everything functions was pretty well received. So we were we were super happy. We were like, oh shit, we've actually made a good game after this, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> I'm guessing that's the reason they signed it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was another thing. We got fucking loads of awards. I didn't know E3 had awards. I'm not a massive E3 nerd, so I didn't know what was going on. But we, we, I think we got like six or something, which is great. Yeah. And like the 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 most hilarious one was the polygon one because after the interview, uh, one of the dudes came came out and just went, "Oh, by the way, here you go." Okay, it was like a a ribbon thing, right? Oh shit! Awesome, thanks. And then like after looking it up later on, there's like fifty, twelve or fifteen like games in this list, and they're all proper games. <laughs> Oh. And then just our shitty little pixely indie games in there as well, like Bloodborne's on that list. Yeah, but the, that's too early, isn't it? You can't, you can't yeah. tell. I mean, you, mo- yours is most, a fully formed experience. At the yeah, moment. the most indie game on there, apart from us, was like Below. Uh, oh, is that the Xbox One exclusive? Cappy, Cappy, one? Cappy yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, they're, Had, they're, uh, they're all just stickers. You don't get any like physical. They don't go there with like a billion pe- plexiglass things. Well, they? yeah, they're like. Fo- some of them were like thick foam things you like had on your trailer. Yeah, we got. All right, I try to remember them all. We got the first one was a nomination from the Escapist, and we were mm. like, "Oh wow, a nomination! This is good. This is awesome." And then like the next day, they came back and put a, a winner one on. And we were like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this is weird." Mm. But the person who like played uh, it for Escapist was pretty cool. Uh, she just she was the first one to like just destroy all these bosses and went on to the extra four at the end that we had like, hidden away, and just kept... She, she was like, oh, shit, I really need to go now. Mm. But she kept wanting to play more and more, which was cool, and gave it a good write-up. Uh, so we won that one, and then, like, Joystick, enjoyed it. Polygon, Game Front, CVG. Which which ceased existing over the course of E3, pretty much, didn't it? <laughs> Did it? Future pretty much shut it down, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like Edge Online got killed off as well over the, the course of it. Well, it was actually just before E3. Oh, was it? Just yeah. before, right. So, so it's kind of, well, we bought the tickets. So they so. must have been on borrowed time. <laughs> yeah. I imagine they do some pretty half-assed reporting, I bet. <laughs> it's dead good. It's good graphics. <laughs> I like this very much. Yeah. Um, 
That's cool. Uh, so, but you didn't get a chance to play any of the other games? Couldn't go in or anything like that? So. No. I mean, I played the other Devolver games anyway. Yeah, mostly. yeah. Which were your favourites of those? Who were your favourite competition? Um, well, I still need to play Not a Hero, which looks pretty great. Obviously, Hotline Mam is good. Broforce is great. Uh, Heavy Bullets. What are the other games? Oh, yeah. And, of course, you've got a fucking Devolver Steam account. You can actually get these things. Yeah, I can play them now. I, I could be playing Hotline, too, but I can't because he has morals. Yeah, I'm not going to give something. you my Steam account now. No, I don't want you to give it. I just want you to lend it for a while. I mean, is that so much to ask? And I bet Jerry Mickle can fuck it play it because he's in the Poppin' cast as well. Probably. Everyone but fucking me. And Dave, I assume, have you been playing it? No. Okay, well, me and Dave, at least, we're in the same... I've not been playing game. it on my own Steam account. I've just not got any space on my hard drive to even download mm. anything at the moment. Oh, boo fucking ho. Yeah. So, did you, uh, did you show Dissolver, D- Dissolver, Dissolver, Devolver, Chroma as well? Try and, try and get another no, thing signed I've not up? No, I think, it's not really their kind of game, but they'd probably be interested, I guess. If Titan Souls as well, they'd be like, yeah, sure, go for it. Just add blood to it. A voila, <laughs> it's a Devolver game. Cause that Give does seem to be. Yeah. Oh, you, you guys haven't <laughs> seen the later levels in Chroma, have you? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, that it seems the to be. The AK 47 chapter. Their, their stuff is, it's lurid, is kind of, you know, they're captured. Although there was one, there was one game on their trailer part that looked like it was like at some sort of point and click adventure or something that seemed There's, very Oh, H- Hatterful Boyfriend was there. Right. I mean, you've seen that, right? Yeah. What? Oh, okay. do you not know the premise behind that game? No, I don't think so. You're the only human in a world filled with pigeons. Right. And your job is to try and get one to date you. Okay. It's a pigeon dating simulator. That sounds interesting. So you've got to try and fuck a pigeon. <laughs> yeah, see, now that sounds like a Devolver game. Yeah. The Devolver are, like, uh, publishing it. They're, they're, they're um, like, translating it and publishing it. Mm. So they got they got range. you got, got, like, Always Sometimes Monsters, a pigeon dating simulator, and Hotline Miami too. It's just, like, it's a quite an array of games. So maybe they would be interested in... What's Always Sometimes from... Monsters? What type of game? That's that RPG Maker game. Oh, okay. Narrative-based one. See, that seems really weird, publishing something that made an RPG maker. Because there's so many of those things. Oh, Kickstarter, every fucking, you know, month, there's like about half a dozen of those fucking things popping up. I think that's a... No, it's quite a level higher than that. They haven't used the fucking standard sprites and little blue box or whatever that (laughs) comes up in every single other RPG maker game. Because no one puts any effort into it. It's true. Um, Cool. Any other things that happened to you at E3? That's uh, you know worth mentioning. Give people an inside peek into that just world. A Playboy developer. Yeah, it was just pretty cool. Chilling out by the pool, drinking beers. It's good. It was just a, it was a good trip. How long were you there for in total? If you're only there for E3 for three days, how long did they actually? We, I was, was there for I was there from Saturday to Friday. Oh, okay. So you had a bit of time either side. Well, the first night. We got there. No one else was there yet. So we, me and Fen, like, stayed in a hotel thing. And just, as soon as we got there, we just slept. Because we got there, it was 7am our time, and it was 10pm mm. there. So that kind of adjusted us to the time zone. And then the next day, we went to the mansion and just, like, I think just drank all day. And, like, met everyone. Well, I drank all day. Everyone else went to bed, jet-lagged. And I just got fucking wasted. And then had the worst hangover ever the next day. I was walking around, baking in the sun. I had to go to the... Next day we went and got these. I was still wearing the fucking wristband, but um, is that, so- a, is that a Devolver wristband? No, it's the Sony press conference one. Oh, okay. Um, so we went and got them, picked up them, and went to the press conference thing, which is cool. Why are you still wearing it? Because it's because it's 
the memory of the only cool thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Fuck you! Hey! It's the 13th edition of our brilliant Funky Cool podcast. Well, give me a fucking right. wristband and I'll wear it. I will make you a wristband for next time. God, that's going to be the worst I'm wristband I'm going to say Mark ever. Foster is a on it. That'd be brilliant. I love that. <laughs> then I shall make People it. will think I really hate the swimmer. Oh, is he? Oh, uh, right, yes. Or the lead your singer namesake. of that band. You, one of these people days, you know, fucking follow me on Twitter because they think I'm the lead singer of Foster the People. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. See, then one day, though, it may well be that you're you're top of the Googles because you're in a technology-based sector. Yeah, top of the Googles. That, top of the Googles. See, because I only have one rival, Graham Goring, who does something, to, who does some kind of, I don't know, yeah. some tiny little penny ante thing. Generally speaking, if I am doing a vanity search, which I never do, um, then I will I will win the Googles. <laughs> There's a funny thing at the moment because um, the other night I went out uh, drinking with Fan and a few of his mates, mm. and he took a picture, just like a hilarious picture of me pulling a face, and then tweeted it and said, "This is a developer of Titan Souls." And now, if you search for Titan Souls on Twitter, the first thing you see is just my fucking face, really massively, looking very drunk. That's a fun fact. Oh, they are. That's. I'll just cut. Because I never, go- never Google myself. Never. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> I don't uh, Google myself. I just Google my game names. Yeah. Um. I went, there's another game called Titan Souls, wasn't there? Titan Souls TD. Yeah. The, I don't think they trademarked it, so it could probably be fine. Well, that, that's the one that's on Tigsource that looks so fucking awful. It's oh no, that was that was Souls of Titans. Oh, like okay, there. Souls of Titans, right? Oh, no. sorry, is an actual Titan Souls TD? Yeah, Tower yeah, Defense. On iOS. But it came oh. out uh, just after the Jam game we made. Right. I think they originally called it Titan Souls, and they changed the name to Titan Souls TD, maybe because of that or something. I don't know. Oh, right, okay. Because if you search for Titan Souls, the Ludendario page is the first thing to come up. So you're winning that, Googles. You're top of the Titan Souls, Googles. Yeah. So that's good. People argue about the name of our game on every fucking site, though. In what way? Just because it's a very derivative name. Yes, it is. That's true. Can't think of anything better, though, really. Just you can't change it. it now. It's too late. I know. It is too late. I can't. I hope, just hope no one sues us. But FromSoft don't own trademarks to something Souls, because Sony own D- Demon Souls, and, yeah. someone, and they own Dark Souls or some shit. So I think we'll be okay on that front. Yeah, it's not like a... You but do nerds get angry. But... Ca- candy something. At least you're not yeah. doing that. Like, a, like shitty... Is it... It, not Zinger, is it? It's um, King. King, those arseholes. Uh, right. Um, so, has anyone got any news or anything like that? I haven't played any video games. Yeah. I think it might just be me that's played video games. I watched football. Okay. It's not a video game. No. Uh, just FYI. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, 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 I bought a game. That's right. I bought it on... on uh, What's that one? The... Um, uh, the bundle people, what are they called? Humble, humble, humble bundle because it was six ninety nine on Steam, and then it was five forty nine on Humble Bundle. So I bought it on there, and then about twelve hours later, it was half price on Steam. So fucked off. I mean, it's only two pounds difference, but it's annoying. Uh, and that's called the Fall, which has um, been released, which is a um, well, it, it's weird. Some people are describing it as oh, it's like Metroid meets uh, the Swapper or something like that, and it's like. It's not a Metroidvania in any sense of the word. In that, you know how like um, a point-and-click game such as uh, Monkey Island, right? You know how you'll start in a small area and then you'll solve a puzzle and you'll be able to explore a slightly big area, yeah? yeah. Oh, that's a Metroidvania, apparently. 
because um, the area you're in gets bigger. That's the kind of stupid thinking, uh, the lazy thinking that's gone into what some people have uh, described this game as. But to say what it is, it basically the fall is a uh, a science fiction um, puzzle adventure game. I would say it's uh, it's it, I mean it has really really point and clicky puzzles in that it's like oh you pick up this object you use it over here um, and and each one is quite you know quite a bespoke puzzle there's no systemic puzzles in it or anything like that and um it's set in this like sort of really dark um the swapper looking uh sort of uh environment where um even though it's 3d assets it's played on like a 2d plane and you basically crash into this planet and you are a robot uh suit that's protecting the person inside you who is unconscious and you want to try and and your primary sort of function is to to make sure that they stay alive and so but you're also bound by these other sort of limitations because you're a robot in the same way with asimov has those three laws of robotics and the adventure is about how uh, you as a robot uh, have to find ways around those um around those prop the the, uh, the limitations in order to be able to save your pilot because that's your primary objective um and it's it's like it's uh, in it's really interesting to play i mean it's been well written uh, it's got good voice acting in it it's uh, which was a surprise because quite often with little rinky dinking indie games they are you know shit voice acting um and it's it's really sort of nicely atmospheric as well because there's there's a good sense of oh what the fuck's going on here um and it keeps that even to the very end of the game the, the, there's like you know there are obviously little sort of twists that occur as you go along um and there's like a final one and it's it it's sort of it's nice. It kind of brings that the narrative arc because it's going to be it's going to be a three part thing. There's basically going to be three episodes in total, and uh, you have a nice sort of narrative arc that's concluded by the end of the first one. But it asks questions. It's still there are mysteries remaining that I do want to find out about because you know why have you landed? You've fallen from space and you've landed in precisely sort of the right location, which is mysterious. And there's this um, there's kind of the question of what happened to this facility room because it's all sort of broken down, but. Um, as part of the sort of the plot, you have to sort of become repurposed from a combat droid to be like a, a civilian droid um, in order to be able to get through this area. And it makes you uh, it makes you do these sort of civilian tasks. And it's like wonderfully creepy because there's uh, they've set up, you know, like in um, uh, some fairgrounds, they have like uh, like a crappy ghost train sort of thing where you've got like cardboard cutouts and voiceovers when you're near them and stuff like that. It kind of has that um, where it, it asks you to like put a baby to sleep and stuff like that. And you have to find a way to put this, you know, baby to sleep, even though you're a combat droid. And so it's uh, it's got some some really nice sort of creepy atmosphere. And, and it's like it only takes about it takes about four hours to get through. Some of the puzzles are needlessly obtuse, though. There, there was a couple where I was like, oh, fuck this, straight to Steam forums, find out how to fucking beat this. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And it's quite polished for a little indie game. Um, although there's a couple of bits, there's a couple of times where you'll get onto a ladder. And if the ladder's a bit of a way in the distance, in the sort of 3D landscape, you'll just sort of like glide towards it and then start climbing, which looks a bit cheap. But um, it's, uh, it's uh, sort of surprisingly good looking and some nice sort of special effects and stuff. There's a bit where you're near death and the whole screen sort of de-reses into ASCII, which looks really lovely. Um, so it, I recommend it. But I mean, at the moment, I think it's £3.50 for the duration of the Steam sale, which, of course, will be over by the time I finish editing this. <laughs> um, but, uh, but at the moment, were you psychic, um, you would uh, you would heed the brainwaves that I'm sending into the universe to, to purchase it. Because I think it's, uh, it's you know, for £3.50, I, I think I got my entertainment despite the slight frustrations with it. But it's um, it's good. 
it's nothing like the swapper apart from being side viewed and having a bit of sort of you know use a thumbstick to aim and shoot the shooting shit there are there's combat in that i should point out as well but the combat is basically bad um but that but i think the story is good enough to to sort of get you past that it's weird it's weird to play something that is ostensibly a point and click adventure although you have direct control over the character that has like a boss fight in it which is quite a weird sort of combination. So I quite like it. I think in the old days, you, you would describe this as an arcade adventure. This was kind of, you know, back on the spectrum, this was a, a staple genre before you had point and click, point and click games because there were no mouse uh, devices or mice, I should say, on Spectrum or the Commodore. You, you know, you just, you had adventures where you picked up things and, and platformed around. And that's what this is. Um, so it's really, uh, yeah, it's good. I would recommend it. Uh, I should have, I should have showed you it actually because I've got the <laughs> PC set up, but, uh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. And so that's good. Yeah. And the car is revving and going past. Um, which kind of just, we haven't really got much to talk about this month because, because, uh, you, you're recovering from, um, the, the trip to America. Your yeah. sleep's all fucked. Yeah, I'm so tired right now. And you're meant to be finishing the game, aren't you? Yep. Well, you haven't. You haven't done anything on it, have you? If Devolve was listening. I've some bugs. Right. <laughs> I've done loads of work this week if anyone's listening from Devolve. <laughs> Loads of work. <laughs> Dirty rotten lies. No. Um, I've played 1001 Spikes. That's the that's the only game I've played in the past like month that's new. Oh well, you should review it then. Come on, I tell us about I it. I can't review it. Well, I suppose I've played like the first two areas. I I've reviewed things based on less than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I've played like a couple of hours of it. So basically, it's like a pla- It's just a platformer. Yeah. Bare shell, basic minimum of a platformer. You've got Left, right movement. You've got a jump, which is one tile high, and a different button for a jump, which is two tiles high. Oh, that's weird. I know that sounds weird, but it's, it, there's no variation on the height you jump. You don't like yeah, hold, hold it down. and go yeah. higher. So it's very precise. Um, and you have a, a knife, so you can th- either throw knives at enemies, or if you're really close to them, it does like a one hit kill through them. Mm. And it's kind of, the the game is like action based, but it's like a puzzle because you've got to work out how to move around like all these obstacles to get to a key and then get to an exit and also it introduces like golden skulls that you collect for extra like rewards and basically it's fucking ridiculously hard like some of the some of the movements you've got to do so you can see the you working out the pattern now can you work out the pattern just by looking at it or is it because i remember seeing bits of footage of it and spikes coming out of things do you know before that spikes will come out of that area some yeah some well it depends sometimes most of the time it's got like some kind of telegraphing like some kind of visual hmm. thing that you learn like okay that kind of tile does this thing right. but sometimes they're just there and you, and if you think i'm gonna have to land there and wait there a second you can think there's probably gonna spike be spikes coming up there right to be a bastard uh, so the game just really trolls you in those ways, but it is really well designed and it, fair. It sort of strikes me as looking a bit like Rick Dangerous. I don't think I've played that. Oh, see, this is the young whippers. Do you remember Rick Dangerous at all? Uh, vaguely, yeah. It, it, it basically, it's set in like Mayan temples and stuff like that, and uh, and it's a dick. It's a platformer that's a dick towards you, and it will just stick spikes up your bum. Oh, did you you went near there? Did you? I'm going to put a spike up your ass. Oh, oh, you, oh, I'm going to shoot you with a, an arrow that you yeah. had no plausible way of knowing about. But, um, but it's it's more fair than that. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's got some definite like shitty thing, shitty moments. Well, it's you get used to it and you learn where they are. Like you have to die to learn it, but also you get like one thousand and one lives. 
And every time you complete a level, it gives you some more lives and stuff. Right. So you can fail at it if you get really, if you're really bad. I'm stuck on one level. It's not even that far into the game. It's just like these boulders rolling around that you have to jump over, like pixel perfect, and it's just crazy. This sounds like something I would absolutely loathe. Yeah, but maybe. It's I mean, loathe it, like but love it. No, just loathe. I think I'll just. Uh, just I mean, I like ma- like punishing masochistic games, but this is this stretched me. I was mm. just like, right, fuck off, Con- throw the controller on the, f- on the floor, turn off my PC. So that must be, it's kind of a relief, I suppose, though, because it also means that if people are buying this, then Titan Souls, meh, they'll be fine. Titan Souls isn't as hard as this, though. Yeah, so that's the point, it's kind of a relief. Yeah, though. yeah. Something far harder and more frustrating is still probably, I think it's selling alright, isn't it? Yeah, it probably is. It, is. it is a good game, though. Like, people do like hard games as well. Not me, I'm not people. You love Dark Souls, although you play it like a fucking pussy oh sorry in what way do i play it like a pussy you use spells and shit you don't get involved with a sword i do i have a sword as well i, I do that i get in uh, getting in close and you summon stuff. people to do bosses yes that's like, that's like part of the game yeah but you have to do one run where you don't summon anyone i don't i don't there's no law that says that well but you see now what's interesting is because they said the bloodborne was at e3 yeah which is what I what we, well I thought was going to be Demon Souls too, and then because it's got fucking fog gates in it, it is basically. Yeah. It did it, look very very Demon Souls. They may as well have called it something Souls, and, yeah. I, and it's kind of weird that they haven't. I guess because they don't want to dilute the Dark Souls thing. Which um, I'll do for them by adding my fucking terribly named game in there. That's right. Well, it doesn't begin with a D. If it was Dighton Souls, <laughs> then I could see, I could see. Is there is there a word for giants or colossi? Dreadnought. Dreadnought, Dreadnought Souls. Souls. It's a terrible name. Call your next one that. Um, <laughs> uh, but the point is, apparently, you can't sort of play the waiting game, as in just standing around with your shield up, or you'll get fucked up in it. I didn't play it like that anyway. Right. Well, I, I do. I play quite a patient game, and that will, will not be an option in Bloodborne. So, although I'm kind of like, yay, Bloodborne, I'm also like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to play that competently. Sounds, that sounds awesome. Hmm? That just sounds awesome. It yeah. looks great. You get shotguns in it, right? Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen the actual gameplay footage of it? Uh, or just probably. the rendered trailer? I think I've seen some of it. Right. I don't know. There's like one uh, one minute forty seconds of it on YouTube. Right. And it looks, you know, it does look. It looks like it looks like a From Software game in that the frame rate is all over the fucking shop. Um, but it does look really, really. I was beautiful. surprised when I was playing through uh, Dark Souls on the Xbox 360 because it came out recently free on their games for gold. Yeah. So I got so I grabbed it then and played through it a bit more. Again, for just because hmm. it was there. Because uh, my PC's fucked, so I can't play on it anyway. But the frame rate is shit on yeah. console. I thought it would have been stable. Cause no. My PC's broken, so and it runs better on that. In Blighttown. Blighttown was 2 FPS. It's amazing how bad Blighttown is it's, on it. It's insane. Yeah. I don't understand how it's that bad, though. Yeah. But it's weird. Now, did you find playing Blighttown and things like some of those really complicated areas that it really kind of... I think we're putting Dave sh- to sleep here. I don't care. It's the warm weather. Did you not find that that really exposed the sort of the simplicity of Dark Souls 2's level design? I thought I thought that Dark Souls 2 really doesn't compare well to Dark Souls 1. No, I, level I design. don't think Dark Souls 2 is very good when you compare it with Dark Souls 1. Mm. It's just it's just yeah, the world is just a big husk mm. like that spirals outwards whereas Dark Souls 1 was uh, an intricately layered world. Yeah. That's what I love about what they said about Bloodborne is that it's uh, in terms of level complexity and design, it's going to be similar to the Tower of Latria in Demon Souls, which is the single greatest level I think in any video game. 
uh, even surpassing Shellbridge Cradle in Thief Three, which okay. is saying something. Okay. Yeah. You still haven't. I can't. You still haven't seen Demon Souls, have you? I've played like twenty minutes of it here. I don't have a PlayStation though, so I should lend you my PS3. Yeah, but you're too busy at the moment. Oh, I would otherwise. Oh, that's a if pain. you gave me P, uh, PS3 with Demon Souls, I'd get no fucking work done for like, at least two weeks. Exactly, I I'd would basically fuck over Titan Shadow of the Colossus again as well. What on? P- PS3. If you gave me the PS3, oh, I'd I play see. three right, again. Right, I'm right. Well, it has got Shadow of the Colossus on there as well, yeah, so. Yeah. It's a good thing I don't. So I'm doing this for your own good. I'm yeah. not going to lend it you. You can lend it me after I've finished Titan Souls. That can be a reward. I can yeah, just play all the games then. You'll be, you know, you'll be straight up to Chroma and to do that. Fuck off. I'm going to take a break. Ooh, what with? You'll have no money left, surely. Probably not, no. Well, we'll yeah, no, we'll be fine. As long as the game sells, and it'll be okay. Although there'll be a period where I don't get paid. Yeah, well, effectively, because you've had an advance, haven't you? So you've got a pair for your advance, and then and then you get X percentage of every sale yeah. thereafter. Yeah. Uh, do you know what you're going to charge for it? I think it's $10. Okay, that seems reasonable. Send a few things that are $15 and it's like, really? I don't think so. I think $10 is the right price for things. Um, Just for things. Yeah, yeah for things. <laughs> okay. um, for for instance, for a $10 voucher, I think $10 is the right price. Yeah, um, can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I think when people charge £10, it's like, ooh, £10, that is, that's two and a half, three pints, that is. That's a, that's a night out, basically. <laughs> so, mate, I don't want to pay that. Should we do uh, shit starter? Because sure. I, I found a few bits and bobs. Um, it's quite a laid back, you know, crappy podcast this month. I think. I think it's fair Compared to say. Compared to the usual. Well, you no, know, usually well, at least one of us has actually done something. My problem is that I'm back in Terraria. Oh my god, that game is, it it just claws me back. I have, I have like a real sort of abusive relationship with that game. <laughs> it loves me really. Um, and, uh, I just, it just, it's, it's weird. It's an absolute numbers game and it is just, it's just that, um, I started playing it again and I found this ore that I couldn't mine. I was like, I can't, I can't more this, I can't mine this ore. And, and that was it. I had to get myself a better pickaxe so that I could mine the ore and then discovered there was about three other types of ore that I hadn't actually made equipment with. And so, I'm back in. It's got me. I'm fucked. I love that game so much. Uh, right, okay, I'm going to turn on the telly. So, But this time, you see, I'm going to keep the mic with me, because I noticed last month I didn't take the mic with me when I was doing stuff, and as a result, I was utterly silent, and there was nothing <laughs> I could do to the volume, really, without it turning into weirdly hissy. <clears throat> Let's hope I've got this right. Wake up, PC, wake up. Ah, bollocks, password. All right, are you, are you just going to cut this bit, or should we keep some entertainment going by talking? Okay, Graham is bent over with ass facing me and Dave, typing He's into his keyboard. His password now. His password is... <laughs> My password. You, you couldn't tell what I was typing. I've, oh, I've left the fucking mouse there. God damn. I'm so... Do you find that any kind of movement elicits a uh, groan of stuff? <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, getting, Dave, you, you're, old. you're old like me. How old are you? Old. Yeah, you're in your forties, right? <laughs> no, really. Just, I'm not in my forties. <laughs> you should tell your face. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, no, so, right. You're late thirties, yeah? Mid thirties? Mid. I'd say mid. Oh, okay. So thirty-seven. <laughs> 
No, 36. Okay, okay, that's okay. That is mid-30s. You can say... The way you said, I would say mid, as if the rest of society wouldn't say mid. (laughs) Because I'm 38. Uh, Do do you not find that, you know, getting up is like... "Ah!" Yes. Okay, what about you? I'm 25 and I do that. Yeah, but you fucked your spine over, didn't you? You had a slip disc recently i don't i mean kind of in that slip to disc in that it just got better by itself i don't don't they have to put that's what that's what happens is it yeah discs go back in bulging discs okay what's a hernia again a hernia yeah do you mean a herniated disc or specifically a a herniated disc yes a herniated disc is when the disc bulges out and pops and the fluid inside as if you as you get older this fluid becomes more solid but the fluid inside pop like just bursts out and goes into the canal uh, where the nerve is oh, and gross. just presses into the nerve so it causes a lot of pain there and then pain travelling down from that area of the spine ever had that? Uh, yeah well, what, how did you do that? how did you cause that? Uh, I don't even I don't understand how that happened at the time but it was it like a sneeze? it was like a sneeze and suddenly I, ah! I bent over to pick something up and it just fucking went and it was well it was painful but then I went to the hospital. I could walk and stuff. Went to the hospital. Said, oh, it's... Maybe it wasn't herniated, but they said, oh, you've got a bulging disc. And this is a great story for this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm, so. I'm curious. I think... Uh, but know, then I went... We've learned about what it's like to be an E3, and now we're going to learn about people with shitty spines. And then I went back to my parents, and uh, just, like, to have them look after me, because I was Aww, in pain. Oh, that's sweet. And then it got worse and worse and worse. And then, by the end of the day... I was in the the. It was like getting stabbed into a nerve, like someone had flayed my spine and was just stabbing it every time I like was upright. Put my paracetamol. That'll be honestly. Did they I give had, you good stuff? Did they give you Voltarol or something good? No, I had cocodamol. That's all they did. Oh, They're fucking shit with drugs. NHS. They don't want to give you stuff because they think you're a junkie. Although one time after that, I did get a diazepam, which was actually helpful. I thought, it's a that... muscle relaxant, but it is an opiate, so they want to be careful with that. Right. So is codeine, so... Yeah. Well, yeah. But that's... They throw that out for fucking everything, don't they? Yeah. My mum has that. My mum gets like a hundred at a time, and, and they all end yeah. up... Well, the one I had, it was cocodamol rather than codeine, so there was a, there was a limit on how much you can take. But I enjoyed having a coffee and then two cocodamol, because that was, gave me like a buzz, and then mellowed me out at the same time. <laughs> Constipation as well. If you have too much cocodamol, you can't shit. Well, that was good because I was fucking bedridden for two weeks. Yeah. So now, d- did your parents, were they, and I imagine they started out very sympathetic, but by the end was it like, oh, why did we ever give birth to this <laughs> Well, they say that every time I see them anyway, so. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> see, that's, that's kind of sweet that you went back to your parents, though. Yeah, well, I didn't really have an option because I couldn't really walk at- after a while. I know. No, but you see, because my mum's my at the stage of life where I have to take care of things like, like, for instance, last weekend or the weekend before, I had to cut her toenails. And Good Lord. Yeah. It's not, I, I, even wearing uh, marigold gloves, I was getting the dry heaves. It was... <laughs> I'm, I'm glad she's deaf because she can't hear this. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that, that is not... When you get to that stage of life where you're having to do that kind of thing for your parents, oh, you just, just think, why... Why do people live past 70? It'd be so much simpler. This um, podcast took a depressing turn, didn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so Kickstarter. Well, we'll start with... There's uh, 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 there's one or two interesting-looking things. Actually, one interesting-looking thing on there, uh, which was a game called Temporous, which is like a... Um, uh, which uh, is... Let's see, how much are they looking for? They want 20 grand. 
they've got uh, 1,168 so far, and they've got 28 days to go, so they might do it. Um, but uh, that was like, it's like a platformer. It looks like a platform shooter slash puzzler with RPG elements and a uh, horizontally scrolling shooter as well. Which is quite a lot of things to stick in to one thing. Mm. I would say the one downside of this game is that the, the guy who presents the video is a little bit too Mr. Caffeine for me. Um, a little bit too, uh, kind of buzzed and joyful. Is he the one that was really forcing a smile? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on a personal level, we don't like him. (laughs) Um, but the game looks quite interesting, uh, called Temperous. But uh, that's got 28 days, so that might still be running by the time I've edited this podcast. Um, there's a small chance. <laughs> uh, I won't bother with this Loot Hero DX because I thought it looked interesting, but everyone else thought it looked shit, so skip that. Um, the next game, uh, the only no, we're kind of into the shit starter territory now, and I only want to mention it because when you, when you put something on Kickstarter, ideally you give it like a really catchy name, something to really <laughs> draw the crowds in. And um, this game doesn't have a video. It just has a picture of six multi-sided dice, uh, as opposed to those one-dimensional dice. Um, <laughs> and the game is called Innovative Game for User-Driven Content. How do you say... Say the first word again. Innovative. Not innovative. 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 Hey, it's me that mispronounced the word this time, not you. Yeah. Get out. Innovative. 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 Yeah, whatever. Let's call the whole thing off. Um, but that's really the only thing to say about it is that it's called innovative game. It's, there we are. It's by user driven content. Well. Oh god, an American Kevin though. So he's not. So I think. I think you know, a British Kevin is kind of tarred with the brush of being Kevin. But I think in America, it probably doesn't have the same sort of connotations. I mean, what is the American equivalent of Kevin, I wonder? I, I'm not sure what's happening right now. You know, the name, <laughs> you know the name like Kevin is a little bit naff, right? It's one of those is names it? that's like... Yeah. Why? It's like Keith. It's just it's just one of those <laughs> names. It's, the K has done nothing good, really. Right, okay. Um, but uh, it's one of those names. It's like, oh, Kevin. Kevin. It's just, you know, it's a slightly... Oh, Kevin. Kevin's coming around. Ugh. And he's bringing Keith. It's just one of those names. But I'm wondering if in America it has that same kind of thing where people are like, oh. Well, it's like the, one of the characters in the Kevin. office is called Kevin. Isn't right, it? now, what's he like in that? Slow. Slow? <laughs> yeah. Okay, see, because really, I think Dwight might be their Kevin, thinking about it, because Dwight Schrute is like... Dwight's amazing, though. Yeah, but yeah, but he's also a, kind of a bit of a dick. And yeah. just He's just slightly apart from society, isn't he? <laughs> so I, th- I think that Dwight might be the American Kevin. Okay. But so if that's it, what a Kevin is, okay. Yeah, I think so. I, I know quite a few Kevins who will be offended by this were they to ever listen. Um, so there's that. And there's the thing right now, there's something called KMO TV, which you just know is run by someone called K and someone called Mo. That'd be a Kevin, wouldn't it? Quite possible. Kevin and Amo. Fucking Kevins. Um, and they put on a Kickstarter. Must apologise to anyone who's called Kevin listening right now. I think well, no, we have, we have He's to... actually called KMO. Oh, he says Kmo TV and Friends is what he no, said. No, he's wasn't. called Kmo Murphy there. His no. name's Kate. Oh, his fucking parents are <laughs> hippies. Um, so, anyway, this is... Uh, they want to do, like, a YouTube channel producing, like, 24-hour content. Uh, and so you'd think what they would do is that for their Kickstarter video, they would show a lot of personality and they would show, you know, what the kind of, you know, good quality TV they would produce. Their Kickstarter video is literally uh, 70 minutes of them playing um, Final Fantasy Type-0 
uh, but with no commentary. So just literally footage of a game, and and then oh please give us um, money, and un- unsurprisingly no one has given the money. Even though they're asking, they're only asking for one thousand and fifty dollars Canadian, which I think um, I've got in spare change around the house. Uh, it's nothing, and but but sensibly no one's given them anything because it just looks terrible. It's just I I don't understand why people. Ha- even do this why 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 they put so little thought into a kickstarter campaign they just they just they see people just seem to treat it like this this fountain of money who would upload a 70 minute video that's what i can't get well people do that to youtube all the time i guess you know it, i i i'm surprised that who watches is, a 70 minute video on youtube uh, no, not me, but some people do. Some people like watching competitive gaming and stuff. What I don't understand is, I thought Kickstarter, with every single Kickstarter before it goes live, looks at it and sort of works with the person making it to... There's too many of them. They can't have time for that, can they? What do you... To, look, even if a hundred of them go up a day, they've got a good amount of stuff. They just need to look at a video and just go, yeah, okay. I think it's more, I think it's more like thousands a day, though. Really? Yeah. Because well, okay. we, I mean, we see the video game bubble, but it's there's so much other stuff on there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I think it would be quite think, a lot. Well, yeah, but you would think then that they would actually have people dedicated to each sort of field, someone who who has was an expert in that thing. And so, in video games, maybe one or two go up a day. Because I, I keep an eye on this. No, there's be, there's going to be more than one or two. The amount of shit that's on there. No, I, I always search by launch date, and honestly, in the last week, only about six things have gone up. Really? Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's a slow week though, but it's uh, I I just I don't understand how shit like this gets through. Um, yeah. Well, it's not their it's not their job to sort of make their campaigns better, is it? That's up to whoever's doing it. Well, it well it is though because they get five percent. It's in their interest for these things to succeed. Maybe they look at something like that and they're like, oh fuck it, it's beyond repair, and then just don't bother. Which would totally Maybe. make sense. Uh, next thing, Taken. Um, Style Liam Neeson. Yes. Um, I'm sorry I'm keeping you awake. Um, <laughs> I've been up since midnight, so I'm just... Oh, yeah, because you're all, you're all fucked up, aren't you? Yeah. So, Taken, a horror survival game. Why they call it Taken? I mean, there's many other names you could call something that means Taken. Abducted, could have called it that. That wouldn't have got the copyright lawyers in. Um, but they Apart call from it... that film called Abducted. <laughs> yeah, but it hasn't got Liam Neeson in it, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's being made by a family, the Worth family. Um, so you've got David, he's project lead. Uh, Kimberly, she's content writer and scripting. Uh, Dawn, which I'm guessing his mum, is composer and idea guru. The fuck is an idea guru? He's an ideas guy. But anyway, so the idea, this game is going to be, uh, you go around a spooky maze and it's haunted by an undead seven-year-old girl. Um... And the, the video They is, need a better ideas guru. <laughs> well, they certainly do. I think maybe like an eight-year-old girl. That might be a bit scarier. I don't know. Nine-year-old, because there's something sinister about nines. Ooh. Well, because seven, eight, nine, so seven's scarier. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yes. What? I forgot about that. Why is six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Um, anyway, it looks shit. There's like a shitty <laughs> rendered, there's a shitty rendered bit of footage, uh, in it, a maze. It's like a bad Slenderman game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Or just a Slenderman game, because all of them are bad, really. But what's it, they want nine thousand, and the ridiculous thing is that um, the uh, in, when they look at the stretch goals, it's up to up to seventy five grand before they add in ga- in maze bodies slash blood, as in anything that isn't just the walls of a fucking maze, anything that would add atmosphere to this game. Oh, we'll need seventy five grand before we're able to do that. 
And also, for some reason, 200 grand, the PS4 version, and then you need another 100,000 grand, they reckon, before they can do an Xbox One version at 300 grand. What the fuck? Um, luckily, uh, this isn't going to happen because they have got precisely $15 of nine grand. Uh, so that's not going to happen, uh, even though it's got 29 days to go. Another clueless um, idiot. Plus, the video is quite amusing because he's filmed himself, obviously, against a chroma key background. Um, but the weird thing is, you film yourself against a blank background, you normally talk straight into the camera, generally speaking. But he's not. He's looking off centre to the camera. And also, there's this weird weird mask around him where you can see where he's cut himself out from the background so it looks like he's on he looks like he's on a white chair against a white background it, just shit video uh so have a look at that now this is brilliant blue balloon a revolutionary 2d platform game um which uh you just have to watch the video for because the main character of it is fucking nightmare fuel um it's this imagine if you, have you ever seen the 1978 version of invasion of the body snatchers Yes. Uh, yes. Do you remember the bit with the, the, the dog with the human face on it? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's what the main character of this game looks like. It's actually a pig, but <laughs> with a weirdly horrible shiny face and, um, oh, just the, the least appealing. It's, it's, it's like, it's like he almost focus grouped it to make it the least appealing character possible. Um, uh, utterly terrible. And the game doesn't look, you know, and I think either. The game looks awful. That intro yeah. video looks amazing. Yeah. So I, I will try and embed <laughs> a YouTube video because there's, he's got the actual, the game's intro on YouTube and it, um, oh, Genius. yeah. It looks like a, yeah, a student's blender project if they do yeah. like a 3D modeling course and they're not going to pass. <laughs> no. The, the worst bit is the way the head, where it joins the neck, there's like a texture change. Yeah. It, lo- it looks like, like a, like a Barbie doll neck thing or a Ken. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Like, like, it, it looked like it was built by Dr. Moreau on his island. It's, um, horrible. Uh, or Frankenstein. But that, that's, that looks terrible. But it's, uh, it's being done by someone in England. In, is Wakefield near here at all? Do I have to worry about pe- vengeance from this person? No? No idea. Okay. Well, anyway, it looks terrible. Um, I mean, it really did, actually, it does look like something that might have been made by a serial killer. So maybe yes. we shouldn't. Maybe we should cut this bit. No, to save ourselves, just in I, case. He says he, he reckons he has the best upcoming indie game title. Fucking deluded. He's just not correct. Um, yeah. Uh, this what the only reason I mentioned this this next one, Rock Crush, is because it claims it's a rock and roll inspired puzzle game when it's obviously a Candy Crush inspired video game. It's it's literally gone. Oh. Uh, let's just get Candy Crush, but put guitars in it instead. There we are. There's your game. Uh, please give us $30,000. Rock Crush is a phenomenally terrible name for a game as well. Rock Crush is something you would have done in like, like a, a, pri- in a prison in the 50s or something. Do we, that, if it was a game about that, that would be all right. Sounds like a Boulder Dash type yeah, game. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it made, made me think of Boulder Dash. Yeah. So that looks shit. It has really bad art. Um... Uh, but a bizarrely slick Kickstarter video. It's like, if you put all that effort into making the game look good, then maybe... I don't know, who, who wants to pay money to get another Candy Crush ripoff? There are so many of those that are being churned out without anyone asking for money. It just, it just beggars belief that people, people think, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, but this so, one's rock and roll inspired. Oh, apparently, it is the first rock and roll inspired um, puzzle game. That's what they say. That's definitely not true. No, that's that's obviously utter poppycock. But that looks 
that looks terrible. So have a look at that. Um, there's a game called Dome, which I only picked out because the, the there's no video. There's just an image. They've just taken uh, the Stephen King Under the Dome TV show publicity image and thought, yeah, fuck copyright. Copyright can go fuck itself. And then describe the game in sort of weird detail. Um, and it sounds shit. And they wanted a hundred grand and no one gave them it. Um, so that's good that that's going to go. Now, the next game, I'm not sure if it's brilliant or awful. <laughs> what I will say is it might be for PC, but it certainly isn't PC. Because <laughs> um, it's called Dead Skins. Um, as, and it's a play on words of Redskins, you know, the racist term for Native Americans. Um, and it's got the, it's weird. It's a first person, third person side scrolling platformer. What? But it has this strangely attractive, lurid art style that really reminds me of Far Cry uh, Blood Dragon. In that it's like, you know, really sort of neon. Um, and it's, it's, it's weird. You know, the guy seems to have some sort of graphical talent, but I don't know what the fucking game is. It's bizarre. But there's, there's something about the video that makes you think, I, I kind of want to play yeah, this. Yeah, the first person bits with the cave art, the neon cave art coming in alive and stuff. Yeah. But really good. And then it shows the side on platforming bits. Yeah. And it looks like the original <laughs> Abe's Odyssey in some ways, which was a bit shonky. Uh, although the remake looks ace, um, it's I, I it's just bizarre, but it's worth it's worth looking at it just to either be offended or sort of intrigued. It's one of those. It's it's kind of I'm sort of glad it, ex- it exists. Apart from the I, I'm troubled by the sort of the the sort of racial yeah. aspects of it, but there it is kind of there's something weirdly fascinating. It's like a car crash, sort of in game form. I think. This is like kind of indie as fuck, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he obviously has some talent because you know, he's like a, he's, he's basically works as a special effects uh, makeup artist, and he's built some sort of maquettes of the characters that actually look quite cool. Um, but um, yeah, it's very odd. Uh, worth looking at the video though, just to be you know, to see what the fuck it is. Um, there's one called Kingdom Clans too that I just want to say that obviously the people making it are awful people. Just because the the opening paragraph of the description is the sequel to our favourite comedy RPG is here. More jokes, silly quests, and bigger boobs for everyone. The mm. fuck? It's just it's the, these people are the people who are setting you know games back fifty years, and there weren't games fifty years ago, so that's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> it's just just horrible. You just know that there are no women involved in the making of this. Oh, they've also made a Caligula based game. Um, so, yeah, that seems terrible. And then there's something called Cats in Space, the incredible space shooter game, which, mark my words, is not an incredible space shooter game. Wants 104 grand, and it's just the worst looking top-down shooter I think I've seen in ages for iOS, where the, the spaceship moves like a space at a time, as if it was a Spectrum game. Yeah, it's like it's on a grid, isn't it? Yeah, and yet, but the other, everything else doesn't move like that. It's just shit. It's like he thought, oh, he couldn't figure out how to make it more responsive, so he just made it move in jumps. It's just, just utter tat. Um, but, but it seems like it's actually already out, and he wants to just, he basically wants to expand it, and needs a hundred grand of your hard-earned money to do that. Um, fucking ridiculous. And also, his lowest, his lowest tier is ten dollars, which is, um, which is shit because you normally you always have that one dollar. That doesn't even give you the game. Yeah. Doesn't appear to. Like does it ten dollars for a sticker? Do you know what? I'm not sure that any of them actually give you the game because it's on iOS and it's a pain in the ass to actually do that. Yeah, 
It seems to be. Um, there was another one I saw actually. That I think actually I think it was that KMO TV one where there's only one pledge level and it's uh it's like eight thousand dollars or something. No, it's not that. There was another one. There was a there was something that was for a hundred grand, and the only pledge level was eight thousand dollars. What the fuck? It just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, but that looks uh that looks terrible as well. So I'll put links to those on all the uh, on the website. Um, that's really all we've kind of got to talk about. I think we've covered a fair bit of stuff there today. I think we've covered E3 and my pet peeves. That's pretty much all we've covered. <laughs> which is, you know, nothing to write home about. But how long have we recorded for? Ugh! We've done over an hour, so it's officially a podcast. There we go. There you are. Although there was a bit of business at the start, where it, which, are, you know, will be included in that timer. So, hmm. I'll just cut that. But, you know, if we come out an hour, it doesn't matter. You know, worst comes to worst. If it comes out under an hour with editing, I will belch until we're up to an hour. Um, yeah, I make that promise. That's That sounds like a deal, right? Sounds great. I'm kind of hoping I have to cut 20 minutes out. Because <laughs> I could do 20 minutes of belching. I've got a 12-pack of cans. Good to go. Uh, so, yeah, that's it, really. Uh, apologies. Um, I think when we say unlucky number 13, it's mostly unlucky for the listeners. Um, So, yeah, that's it. Thanks very much. Uh, Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.